The show you love with even more local, local news, news and more local talk. talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And a wonderful Monday afternoon to you here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV here nestled in our clandestine studio in California's Central Valley. Thanks so much for joining us as we start the week. Believe it or not, July 4th is, we're on the cusp of July 4th. Can you believe that? I'm I'm still stuck back in October or somewhere. Unbelievable the way we're progressing through this year. Lots to talk about today. We'll get to it. Uh, Of course, the Supreme Court coming out with another major decision today. We'll talk about that. And a California constitutional amendment possibly pending here in the Golden State. And uh, the stimulus payments. Uh, The state leaders have a plan for that. We'll get your input on that. So uh, we'll visit a lot of those topics. Before we do that, though, I just want to say that my wife and I took a rare occasion to take a couple of hours off Saturday morning, and we actually went to a movie together. That's rare. We, We see maybe a movie a year. And oftentimes it's with other family members around Thanksgiving. But my wife and I... took the opportunity on Saturday morning to go see Top Gun Maverick. Highly recommended it. My wife loved it. Lori loved it. I think it's one of those feel-good movies. The good guy, well, I'm not going to. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to do a a spoiler for you. I'll just say I think it was a masterful piece of filmmaking. It made you feel good about being an American the action was great. The only thing I think is really detestable is how good Tom Cruise looks at, what is he, 59? What? How old is he now? I didn't look that good at 29. I just, how does he do it? I, I have no idea. Anyway, he, Tom Cruise has set a standard that the rest of us men cannot possibly, well, most of the rest of us men can not possibly attain. But anyway, highly recommend that you see the movie Top Gun Maverick. Uh, very quickly, uh, thanks to all of you who uh, have participated over uh, the last uh, day or two of our broadcast schedule to celebrate the 20th anniversary of advancing vibrant communities and uh, we have one more call in that regard someone who knows a lot about advancing vibrant communities and uh, probably a lot about me as well i want to uh, welcome cassie to the program today cassie welcome to the mike douglas show hi it is i i'm extending your anniversary oh good well extend it for us absolutely (laughs) okay Well, great, because you guys have done such a wonderful job all these 20 years and helping our community and just doing everything you possibly can for everybody. So congratulations, and let's keep going. Another few years. So I'm kicking off the next five years. All right. That sounds good. I don't know if I'll make it to the next 20, but we'll do our best (laughs) in that regard as well. And uh, full disclosure of... Yeah, there you go. Uh, Cassie is also uh, my sister. And uh, so thank you for t- taking time to call from Southern California and, and for your personal support uh, over the years. Appreciate that very much. You're welcome. 
Congratulations again, and stay cool up there. Uh, yeah, we'll try. Again, uh, that's my uh, sister uh, Cassie from Southern California. Again, uh, thanks to her for, well, I've got a lot of things to thank my sister for. One of them is is I am uh, 12 years older than my sister, and uh, she put up with me uh, for a long time before I, I got uh, married, and uh, so I, I owe a debt of gratitude to my sister for uh, being long-suffering about her older brother. Uh, but anyway, th- Cassie, thank you so much for your thoughts about advancing vibrant communities and, again, uh, uh, your support over the years. All right, my friends, let's, uh, let's take a look at what's happening on the national front. Of course, uh, the, the blockbuster the blockbuster news on Friday was the reversal of Roe v. Wade uh, by a 5-4 to four decision. Of course, the Dobbs decision was 6-3, to three, the part that affected um, Roe v. Wade, 5-4. to four, And we discussed that quite a bit on, on Friday. A, a new ruling came out today that you probably heard, and I want to make sure that you have a chance to weigh in on that as well. The uh, Constitution uh, now, according to the Supreme Court, protects on-field prayers by public high school coaches. Now, this is very specific, and that was uh, by a 6-3 majority vote today. And as you remember, that deals with Coach Joseph Kennedy. Remember, he was a former assistant coach at Washington State High School, Washington, uh, again, state, not D.C., and he would pray after games, just go out there by himself for, they say, about 30 seconds or so. And, and students would would come towards him and, and often join him. Well, the, apparently the superintendent and the school board did not like that. They instructed him to stop. Uh, Kennedy said no. And eventually uh, he left that position. And he was saying that his right to free speech was violated. And the lower courts held that uh, because Kennedy was had an influential role for student-athletes, his speech as a public school employee was not protected by the First Amendment. But the Supreme Court, again by a vote of 6-3, to three, came out today and, say, and says, yes, it is. What do you think about this? Do you think that's a, a good decision? Does, does this decision violate that tenuous, that very murky issue in, uh, in the First Amendment? D- does it pour over into affirming and the state promulgating religion, one religion over the other? Or is, is this a good decision about what the founders meant when they authored the First Amendment? Here it is, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, here we go, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. So what do you think? Is this a good decision? Are you happy with that from the Supreme Court? Supreme Court saying yes. Joseph Kennedy, the former assistant coach at Washington State High School. Yes, you do have under the Constitution the protected right to go out and pray on the field. Now, again, 
He wasn't forcing his team to do that. He wasn't forcing anybody to do that. He was doing that on his own. And I'm, I'm thinking I have seen college teams gather for, a, I guess you would call it, an, an invocation uh, before a game. I have seen that happen. I, what, do you, what, what do you think the high school's issue was here, really? Do you think they were, they were just afraid of what the pushback would be? Obviously, someone called them on it and objected to it. Or were they really thinking about what the First Amendment really means? Again, the Supreme Court today, by a vote of 6-3, to three, saying Coach Joseph Kennedy had the right to go out and kneel on the field after the game and, uh, and privately pray. And if people chose to join him, Supreme Court apparently saying that's their right as well. What do you think? Our number 209-551-3483, We'll talk more about that as the Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's more with the voice of the valley, Mike Douglas on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and streamed on the iHeartRadio app. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we get going on this uh, last week of June, believe it or not, heading into Independence Day. Can you believe that? Just absolutely incredible to me. That we're already there, but uh, that's uh, that's the case, whether we uh, whether we like it or not. Uh, time marches on very quick. It seems like it marches on more quickly as time passes, doesn't it? All right. Again, uh, this morning, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court vote six to three uh, along mostly conservative lines. I I don't know about you. I don't. I don't know that I qualify John Roberts as a conservative. Really, I. Uh, I think he um, is very political. I would not count him as a known conservative vote. I think he can go uh, one way or the other, and not a criticism. I just that's reality. That's reality. And so anyway, but today a six-three vote. And I think this was a good decision. I think it was a good decision. Now, had uh, coach or assistant coach Joseph Kennedy demanded that his players, his high schoolers, come out to the center of the field and and kneel down and he forced them to pray, uh, no. Under, Under the First Amendment, we do have the rule of law here, which... Those of us who believe in the rule of law obey. Those of us who don't, especially many in Sacramento and quite a few in Washington, D.C. as well, they choose to they choose to violate whatever law they wish and uh, seemingly are not accountable for that. But for those of us who believe in the rule of law, I, uh, I don't believe that uh, kids uh, should be forced to, uh, to pray before or after a game. In this case, it was after the game, wasn't it? after the game. So I, uh, I think I, I support the Supreme Court, Supreme Court's decision. I would not have thought it was a good, good decision had they, uh, had they say, no, no, he did not have the right. And again, I think if, if the circumstances were different, if he had forced the players to come out, 
I uh, would have had a different opinion on that. No, I, I don't think they should be forced to come out because I think that does <clears throat> violate uh, violate the First Amendment. And you say, well, you're you're a pastor, really? Well, you know, there are a lot of ways that we can influence our culture, and one of them is by walking our talk, practicing what we preach, uh, exemplif- being consistent and exemplifying what we believe in, holding on to a worldview not only by word but in terms of action as well. And I think one of the most powerful things we can do to influence a culture is to unhypocritically and as accurately as we can live out the tenets of our worldview. And that's hard. I mean, we are not perfect. We're all going to fail on that. I failed on that. None of us lives a perfect life. None of us um, gets through life without violating in some way the worldviews that we hold. It's just the nature of things since the Garden of Eden. It is what it is. But on the whole, in terms of consistency, I think it's very important that we walk our talk, or as we might say, practice what we preach. There's power in that in and of itself. And so to me, forcing people to pray, forcing uh, schools to uh, force their students to pray, no, I I don't think that is. Now, if it's a private school, yeah, let's have prayer time. Let's go out in the middle of the field. But this is not. It's it's a public school. Understand that. And so I think we have to balance the uh, the rule of law. And in those types of cases, <clears throat> again, I think one of the most powerful things we can do is exemplify, walk out, and reflect the worldview that we hold. And and today, to do that in a generally unhypocritical manner is something that is, uh, I would say, probably uh, unusual today. Well, let's get more of your comments on the Supreme Court decision. Our number here, 209-551-3483. And let's, uh, let's visit with John from Brentwood. Hi, John. Welcome to the show today. Hey, Mike. A couple things. Uh, a comment I heard about abortion this morning, but I'll fall first uh the Supreme Court ruling, I applaud their decision. I'm not a religious person. I don't go to church. I don't pray. I just live my life the way I think I should live my life. I raise my kids the correct way. I work. I take care of everything. But I believe that has to be covered by free speech. There's no other decision that they could have come with that. And with the abortion thing, I was listening to a, a tape of a radio show that's late at night on the way to work this morning, and there was a, a a counselor that kind of helps women who are pregnant about trying to make a decision whether they want to abort the baby or put it up for adoption. And she was saying she was trying this one lady. She had a couple that wanted to adopt their her child. It was six and a half months. She wanted the lady wanted to abort it. In the end, she decided that to abort it because she said the people she didn't say whether it was Planned Parenthood or what, but the people she was talking to at the facility were telling her, that it was dangerous to have the kid, and this could happen, and this was wrong, and they eventually changed her mind. But she kind of described the abortion, which I found very appalling, but it opened my eyes even more to things that go on. And she had said now that this baby was six and a half months old. It was extracted or born, or how, not exactly quite sure of the term they used, but 
after the baby was born, the doctor placed this self-expanding strap around the chest of the baby. And every time that the baby exhaled, the strap would tighten. So eventually it would be so tight that the baby could not inhale anymore. And that is the way the baby was aborted. I found that totally disgusting. I found it totally appalling. And I cannot believe they actually allow stuff like that to actually happen. John, that uh, regardless of what one's ver- worldview is, I think people with an ounce of conscience cannot listen to that and say that that is a valid option. Uh, that that's that's horrendous. Uh, that that it is abs that that strikes against everything that we value in terms of of uh of valuing life itself john i i agree with you 100 percent on that and i i appreciate your comments and and bringing that forward i think one of them one of the most powerful things that can happen is to bring a balanced story a balanced array of options to women who are considering abortions and then they make their decision but oftentimes john i, I don't think that balanced uh, array is presented, and I think that's uh, that's at issue in a lot of these things, don't you think? Yeah, it is. And then, like I said, that that's she said that the people there were they were they weren't even really giving her the option of having the baby, and and they just wanted to abort the baby. The people at the facility that that was what that was what their job was to do, mm. and that's what they set out to do. And I just found it just totally horrendous. You know, and it kind of brought. A, a different vision. You know, you think about abortion and it, you don't really think about it. And when you, when you hear something like that, it just makes you sick to your stomach. Yeah, I, I agree. John, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate that very much. John from uh, Brentwood going to take a very quick call here from uh, Melvin and Salida. Melvin, we've got about a minute and a half. You're on. Uh, yes, sir. First of all, my oldest child is 43, and he was born three months early, and he's six foot four, uh, a, a firefighter. Where I'm going with this, I'm glad for the decision, but we need to get back to reality and not be distracted by the Pride Month and everything else. Joe Biden is a traitor. He's probably sold us out to the Chinese and the Russians. They have all of our secrets. We have an open border with every terrorist in the world coming up. We have the very great possibility of losing this country shortly by an invasion, and yet we're focused on these trivial things like Pride Month and and even this topic of abortion. It's done. I'm glad it's over with as far as the decision, but let's get back to the traitor in the White House and our open borders. Melvin, I, I agree with you that a lot of this is misdirection. And uh, I think as we approach uh, November 2022, we're going to see a lot more of this. The, the attempts to focus us on other things that have already been decided in order for us not to look at the things like the border and other major issues that, that you referred to that, uh, that need to be taken care of. John, uh, Melvin, uh, I agree with you on that. Absolutely. We'll be back in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. 
The Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And let's get back to the conversation here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, thank you so much for being part of the mix here on the Mike Douglas Show. Our mission, thanks to iHeartMedia, is to be live and local and uh, make sure that your voice is heard on the issues that affect you and me directly here in California's Central Valley. Today we've been talking about several subjects, the Supreme Court and uh, its uh, its decision today. Uh, let's find out what's on your mind, 209-551-3483. Debbie from Stanislaus, a good Monday afternoon to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I would like to respond in some manner, shape, or form to the two gentlemen that have called in today. They've made some wonderful comments. All the callers that call in make wonderful comments. But there's one thing that keeps plaguing me. And when I do everything mathematically, I realize that there's a possibility. I'm not saying for sure. But I think we're closer to a civil war than I estimated, what was it, over a year ago I said it on the station, that I thought we were going to have a civil war. And what I had guessed, Mike, is that it would start in California. I'm not going to change any of that. I meant what I said then, and now I see it's even closer. When you do the math and you go all the way back to 2020, and then you go back further than that, you go back to when Mr. Obama was president for those two terms. He made himself so clear to us, and we weren't paying attention because we were too busy doing whatever we were doing. We've always been too busy to pay attention. Could you respond to anything I've just said, please? Yeah, I and this is interesting to me because, uh, I, and a lot of people have uh, have said what you said, Debbie, about a a civil war uh, brewing. And uh, unfortunately, California leads the nation in a lot of things, and hopefully not the nation won't follow in a lot of those areas as well. But here's, uh, let me ask you this question. What form of, or or what what will be the nature of the civil war that that you see in your mind? What, What do you think it would look like? Okay, I'll do my best. And expressing it. What I see so far is the accumulation of data, the accumulation of actions, especially since 2020. If we go back and retrack it, we have to do it. I can't do it all on the air right now. But you can help me and help us. Everything was deliberately done. It couldn't have been clear unless we stuck our nose in it. All the way because the president told us at his inaugural, these two stacks of books are all of the things that were set in place by the previous administration, and I'm going to undo every single one of them. Watch me. And the vice president was standing beside him laughing about it. You have to go back, and you're going to have to retract all that. 
Because when you come forward from that point, everything that's happened, I don't care what it is, you know, you guys out there can name all the things that have happened. We are losing. And if we think there's time left to win, there isn't. We're going to have to get very, very serious and very busy. I know it sounds radical, what I'm saying, but because we didn't pay attention when we should have, that's why it's going to have to happen that way. And I believe there are people that we don't even know about that are loving, caring people. They care about everybody, even the people that hurt them they care about. But they've been collecting and accumulating all kinds of defense mechanisms. I don't think our society is unprepared. I believe they've been preparing. And I don't think there's any way around it. There's too much. There's too much that happened. And to save this country, look at our military. Let me leave you with this. Everybody do your homework. Go and do the homework on our God-blessed military that risk their lives day and night for us. And the suicide rate in the military, this has been going on for a couple of years now or more. The suicide rate is out of control. They don't tell us that. They're not telling us what's really happening. You're going to have to go back and do your homework. Everyone that's hearing my voice, you've got to do it. There's no time to waste. You've De- got to get it. Yeah, Debbie. Right, please share with me. Debbie, like thank you. Thank- Thanks for the call. Let, let me uh, uh, let me respond uh, to a couple of your points there, and I'll, I want to take a moment or two uh, to do this. And I think you very well articulated uh, why we're at we're we're either at or approaching that nexus or that that fork in the road that that tipping point. Uh, Debbie, I'll I'll answer my own question. What what form might that civil war take? And, and I agree with you that the current administration, the Biden administration, we were told that they're going to alter our culture as we know it. <clears throat> and uh, they've been successful in 18 months at doing that to a point. I think a pushback is coming. Uh, what form will this, and, and I, the, the, I know people will misinterpret uh, civil war, but I, I think it will involve technology for the most part it, it won't be firearms i don't think it'll be technology it will be the attempted implementation of esg uh scoring and uh the the, the way of trying to reform society according to marxist values and, and that is that the collective is, is the important and that you must, you must destroy what is in order to replace it with the utopia that, that you think ought to be there. And we already see uh, the environmental, the social, the governance issues. We, we see that with big business. Uh, we, we've already seen them playing that card. Uh, the, the the question is, and I think it, it one of the tipping points, uh, w- one of the milestones that we need to look at are the results of the November 2022 election. I think that will tell us a lot about our future. And uh, Debbie, I, I, I agree with uh, uh, who was uh, Melvin. 
Melvin from Salida, I think, who was right before you. I think there will be a lot of misdirection. There will be a lot of hocus pocus. There will be a lot of smoke screen. Uh, don't, you know, it, it's, it's Oz, the great Oz. You know, don't look at the man behind the curtain. Uh, I think now things are being exposed. And these two Supreme Court decisions especially, I believe, are going to rip a lot of the uh, smoke and mirrors, or they're going to clear a lot of the smoke and mirrors effect. People are going to begin to see the agendas very clearly. And I am hoping and praying that the public will wake up and see things for what they are and vote accordingly in November 2022. And I think the ultimate uh, the ultimate will be November twenty uh, November uh, yeah November twenty twenty four, and uh, the the presidential election there. So I, I think the next couple of years are going to be crucial to the future of the United States of America as we know it. Because right now, the powers that excuse me the powers that be the the money people the uh, the the people that control things the people that abuse the FBI and use it as their own personal police force to get back at people they don't like. That has to stop, and uh, it's not going to stop unless <clears throat> changes are made in twenty November 2022 and November 2024. So, uh, Debbie, good good thoughts there. Uh, spurns a lot of conversation. Let's go back to the phones. Thank you for your call, Debbie. 209-551-3483. And let's hear from Jerry from Modesto. Hi, Jerry. Welcome this Monday afternoon. Hi, this is uh, Jerry from the construction group. Did you get my phone call the other day? I did, and uh, I I don't think anybody misinterpreted that, Jerry, so you can rest easy. Okay, now I have one comment about this, this abortion thing. Did these ladies ever think that these people that they're aborting could be possibly the next Einstein or Spock or somebody of that nature? Did they ever think of that? And, and Jerry, you know, do you understand? I, I do. And, and that's one of the fundamental questions in this whole abortion issue. And, and part of the smokescreen, part of the misdirection is they will talk about, well, incest and rape, et cetera. So they'll, they'll talk about very emotional things. But what the, the central issue is abortion as a method of common birth control. And, and you're right, and I think it comes back to you, your worldview. Do you value life itself? And so often, all I'm hearing, all I hear from the proponents and those who are yelling and screaming about the Friday Supreme Court decision is uh, the mother, the mother's rights. I hear nothing about the baby's rights. How about the baby's rights? How about the baby's decision? The, the, the baby has no voice in this whatsoever. Its life is snuffed out, and that's unconscionable to me. I, I just can't get into the minds of those who feel that, that is, uh, that's a rational thing to do. Uh, any last thoughts on that, Jerry? Well, uh, Michelangelo would have never been here. Leonardo da Vinci and, and those people would have never been here because... They're all bastard child. So, yeah, this, yeah, this is this is uh, something I've always thought about. So, amen. Thanks, amen. thanks for my Jerry. Well, thank you. 
air my comment. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks so much for your call, Jerry. We appreciate that very much. Uh, I know several families who adopted Down syndrome children. Adopted Down syndrome children because they had a heart to make sure that those children were given the opportunity to be what they would be what God intended them to be and to flourish and they are flourishing and this comment escapes my mind who was it uh, that just uh, was on the air over the weekend uh, the woman saying that her uh, she had uh, relatives or grandchildren, uh, whatever, that uh, were Down syndrome. Anna Navarro, thank you, Anna Navarro. Uh, Down syndrome or whatever, and, and you know, it, it, the, the, the message really was, it is so hard on us. It is so hard on us to deal with them. And wouldn't it be more wonderful if we had snuffed their lives out at the very beginning. No, Anna, no. In fact, the nation ought to be repulsed by what you said. And to those of you who have adopted other folks' children, and to those of you who have adopted children with some type of developmental issue, to those of you who cho- chose to bring to full birthing process your own children who you knew in advance might have or perhaps you were told that they had some type of developmental problem, I applaud you. And I think God in his heavens and the angels with them applaud you as well. Anna Navarro, you couldn't be more wrong. And I am sorry that someone of your stature would say something so atrocious. It ought to make everyone who hears it sick to their stomach. There you go. All right. We'll take more of your phone calls. Have a couple of other things to talk about as well. Our phone number here, 209 209- Five five one three four eight three two zero nine five five one three four eight three. As the Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. A pastor with passion, a minister with manners. Now back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. By the way, I want to go back. Uh, D- Debbie's uh, call got me, got me uh, connecting some dots uh, a couple of minutes ago. Let, let me just mention this: if if you enjoy reading novels, if you like thriller type novels, ninety nine percent of my reading is either uh, academic, or re- relating to uh, sermons and research and doctoral work and and such. Uh, keeping up with current events, but 1% of it, I, I try to find uh, a couple of hours each week to just read for fun. And I am, there are some authors I just love. And one of them is named Brad Thor, T-H-O-R, Brad Thor. And he's uh, written a novel called Full, called Full Black, Full Black. 
And it's a, it has nothing to do with racial issues, by the way. It, it, it has to do with uh, uh, counterterrorism and what full black means in terms of operations and that sort of thing. It, it's quite a, quite a story. But the reason I'm bringing this up is when Debbie brought up that issue of California leading the way and uh, her uh, prognostication that California might be leading the way for a civil war, I followed that up with my comments about the the fact that I think it may be technological uh, in nature. If you pick up that book, or uh, I I got it on Kindle. Normally, when I'm studying things, I like the hard copy. Uh, When I read for fun, often it's either both ways. If I have a hard copy, I'll read it. Otherwise, I'll, I'll do Kindle. I have the Kindle version. It's called Full Black, a thriller. It's from the Scott Harvath series. It's by... Again, Brad Thor. And the reason I'm recommending you take a look at this, if you like those kind of uh, novels, is because there is a character in there. And you could substitute the name of George Soros for that character, and you can connect the dots to what's happening today. And I don't know if Brad Thor intended it that way or not. It's fascinating. I'm, I'm about three-quarters of the way through it, but this uh, this this evil guy in this novel is doing things that we see being done today, and a lot of it's done by technology. Very interesting. Anyway, just uh, just a thought for you. Telephone number here two zero nine five five one three four eight three. By the way, did you uh, did you read the article? This morning in the Modesto B, those of you in this area, four people were injured Sunday evening when uh, there was a fight in Knight's Ferry. A beautiful place, Knight's Ferry. Uh, very interesting. I've done both weddings and funerals in Knight's Ferry. And uh, it's a place that we visited a lot with our, our children. But anyway, apparently uh, Sunday evening, a fight broke out. And uh, someone uh, gunned their car and tried to uh, run over some people. Apparently, it was a small white SUV. They drove towards a group they'd been fighting with, and they hit four of them. Fortunately, as far as I know, uh, no one was killed, but they were injured. Apparently, someone in the uh, SUV allegedly brandished a gun. Why am I bringing this up? Vehicle violence. We need to have hearings on vehicle violence. We need to have hearings on red flag laws for drivers. That's right. If suspected of mental illness or violent tendencies, don't suspend their license, seize the car, tow it away, store it at the suspect's expense, and enable family and or victims to sue the automaker, Ford, Chevy, Toyota, for creating a violent tool called a motor vehicle used to hurt people. And ultimately outlaw motor vehicles. That's right. Make people walk, bicycle, scooter, or use public transportation locally and nationwide. What are you, nuts, Mike? No, I'm, I'm just reflecting where we are today. Gun violence? We're seeing vehicle violence. How about that Christmas time thing? What was it in Wisconsin? Uh, all those people killed by a car, and we we've seen that happen. Uh, we've seen that happen before. So why not? 
Why not? Why don't we have hearings on vehicle violence? Why don't we have, why don't we develop red flag laws for drivers, for goodness sakes? All right, let's go very quickly uh, to the phones. Got about a minute left uh, in this segment. Mark from Modesto, go very quickly to you. Mark, uh, what's on your mind? Okay, hi. Uh, Debbie was talking about a civil war. I would just uh, like more explanation on such a broad uh, statement. Uh, that's about it. I just I don't see how she sees that happening. Yeah, I well, and my and my question, Mark, uh, for her was what what is the nature of that? What do you do you what what do you find define that as? How how do you see that rolling out? And uh, she reiterated, oh, I, I don't. Yeah. So what my response I work in the to valley that? And I know that my response to that, Mark, I know is I look, work with a lot of Spanish speakers. Yeah my 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 idea on that, Mark, is it's going to be technological. It it won't be guns and that type of violence. It'll be uh, it'll be technological. Mark, good question from you. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate that. And we'll be back with you after the top of the hour. News, weather, and such, and traffic. Back with you here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. The show you love, talking about the issues that are important to you. The Voice of the Valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now every weekday from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here again is your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your personal concierge for conversation as we take a look at the issues of the day that affect you and me. Directly right here in the Central Valley of California. Thank you so much for your input. Always value your calls. And we are committed to that mission of remaining live and local to make sure that your voice is heard on these issues that affect us all. I want to go back to a moment, uh, Melvin, uh, and and his, uh, his comments. I'm thinking more and more about these efforts of misdirection. Let me ask you this question. What do you think will be the top one or two issues that will be deciding factors for voters in November 2022? What are the top two issues that will be on the minds of voters in November 2022? It's not that far away. Is is it going to be the overturn of Roe v. Wade? Is it going to be... The Supreme Court saying, ah, Coach Kennedy there, he he had every constitutional right to go and, and pray there at the 50-yard line or wherever he was after the games, do a little benediction there of, of sorts. Will it be that? Here's some other things that might draw our uh, attention from other things that are really destroying the country like what's happening at the border, like the economy, 8.6% inflation rate, gas prices. That's affecting, it's not just aggravating us because it costs more, it's decimating some industries right now. It's decimating some nonprofits and their ability to deliver the goods and services that they normally deliver. You see, we have. So, what do you think? What are the top one or two issues 
that you think will be at the forefront of the elections in November 2022. Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Now, here's another, This and this is my opinion, I believe this is another effort at misdirection to take us away from some of the real issues that need to be handled in our culture today. The California state legislature is moving very quickly on a constitutional amendment that would specifically protect abortion and contraception in California. It's Constitutional Amendment 10. Here's part of the text. The state shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions. Intimate decisions. Does that mean killing the baby? Is that what intimate decision means? Is that, is that, is that a euphemism for killing the baby? Just wondering. I'll go on. Comma which includes their fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and the fundamental right to choose or refuse contraceptives. Aren't those already protected? Aren't they already protected? Why would we create a constitutional amendment now, and my guess is they'll try to push it through uh, to be on the November ballot, do you think that's a smokescreen, or is this, this something that's needed in California? Again, this is a constitutional amendment in California, a proposed amendment, that uh, would explicitly protect abortion and contraception in California. It's already protected. Am I right? Or am, I, am I missing something? Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. I, I think of this like uh, a flare, you know, at, at sea, you carry a, a flare so you can shoot it up in the air and let the rescuers, the Coast Guard, whatever it might be, you send that flare up in the air and that flare lets people know where you are. It directs their attention. It's very bright and can't be ignored. And I, I see this as, as a flare to take us away from other issues which are way more important because California already, it's already a, a state where ab- abortions and, and I don't, is anybody against con- contraceptives? Maybe some, I don't know. What do you think are going to be the main issues people will be voting upon in November 2022? As they elect people, what does what issues are going to be driving their decisions, do you think? 209-551-3483. Let's find out what Bill and Modesto thinks. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the show. Hi there, Mike. It's Bill. I actually live in Ripon. But I had to comment on this because it's really important. Um, We're facing a Democratic Party that is experts in psychology. And let me let me continue. We we as a people have very short term memories. It can be proven, especially in the political system, where we can go with an outrageously great economy under Trump. And just before the election, the pandemic hit. 
everything gets forgotten. The same thing is going to happen in not only November, but it's a, during the main uh, election. There's going to be some uh, there's going to be some money given out to people for gas. They're going to use that as an excuse to lower the gas prices and stuff. These are the things that people are going to remember getting their paycheck from the government. They're not going to remember all. You know, they could drop the price of gas any time to some degree. Inflation will be with us for a while, but you're going to start to see prices come down, and there will be supposed hope in what they're currently doing. People will forget how bad things are. I'm telling you, it's happened too many times, and the Democrats use that as a, a way to get what they want. It, it's you know, it's just like using a an excuse of something to take the attention off of something else. Anyway, that's my spiel. We have to be aware of those things. Bill, I think uh, you're you're right, and and I, I'm sorry, you're from Ripon. Uh, let me correct that. Uh, I, yes, sir. <laughs> I think you're you're right in that our messaging is not up to par. The adversarial messaging is excellent. It's been refined, uh, and and I agree with you. There is the extreme potential that people will be distracted. They will fall prey to the uh, acts of misdirection. They will forget. And uh, I, I, I believe you're right that that has happened in the past, and it has a, a, a potential for happening in November 2022 and certainly in November 2024 as well. So the question is, and, and when I say we, it's just not the Republican Party. There's a story I'm seeing here. Uh, a lot of people are, are moving over to the Republican Party. But to me, that's that's it, it's common sense and righteousness and the rule of law that are ex, uh, that are at stake here is not just the party. But the question, how how do those of us who believe in the rule of law, how do those of us who believe in in uh, law and order and uh, in in the sanctity of life how do we how do we keep these issues in front of people so they will remember and i don't i don't have an answer to that other than you and me doing our best to keep it in front of people uh, you have any other thoughts on that right. how we do a better job find people that they've done this so much in the past and it's going to happen again you will see Things will look better toward the midterm. Things will look better during the election. They're going to try to try to convince people that things are getting better now. And it was Putin that caused all. You look at everybody knows that, that Putin is not the main reason why gas is up, but they keep pumping that as an excuse. It's a brainwashing technique. And when we get closer to the to the uh, election and the prices start to drop. They're going to, some people, a lot of people will say, well, maybe Biden was right. We have to be cognizant of these. Look at when you got vaccinated the first time. No need for another vaccination. You're going to be protected forever. A flat out lie. Yet I got vaccinated and I'm, I totally got sick as a dog. But had I known the truth, I would have never got it. So my point is, we've done this since biblical times. When Moses showed people the, the God's power and all the miracles, 
how long was it before on Mount Sinai that almost half the people started worshiping gold gods? That's right. And they yeah. saw they actually saw the miracle, and they still shifted. It, it's our nature, and they know it, and they use it. I, absolutely. And that's all I have to say, Mike. And by the way, you're fantastic. Oh well. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, and uh, and th- thanks so much for your call. I I think uh, the other the other aspect of this is I think a lot of people who are righteous and believe in the rule of law also believe that one ought not to lie. Uh, I also believe that one of the tenets, one of the foundations of our worldview, is that the ends do not justify the means. But the opposition does it all the time. They lie all the time. And the mass media lies with them. And and you're exactly right. You tell a lie enough, and if it's repeated enough by the mass media, people begin to believe it. I've experienced that with people about border issues. I said, well, do you you ever look at anything else besides CNN? I mean, I... I look and, and listen to news agencies that I don't agree with because I want to know what they're saying. I'm curious. I want to know what the other side, so to speak, is saying. And sometimes they're saying things that uh, I say, well, good point. Other times, not so much. All right, we'll get back to your phone calls very quickly. Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Back to the phones in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. He's got issues. Let's talk about it. The Mike Douglas Show, on air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, talking about the issues that we think will be on people's minds come November 2022 and uh, the elections there. And uh, it's uh, some some very good points about sometimes people have very short memories or they succumb to uh, the spin that is all often provided and repeated over and over again. Well, let's find out what's on your mind. What do you think about the issues of the day? What do you think that people ought to be concerned about? Our number here, 209-551-3483. And let's go back to the phones. Kevin from Modesto. Kevin, what's on your mind today? Yeah, Mike, uh, I'm calling in response to uh, one of the earlier callers who called in about uh, the baby with the strap around the chest and then the baby can't exhale and, or the baby can no longer inhale. I mean, my God, I, is that after the baby's been born? I, mean, I want to make sure I understood that correctly. Is that after the baby's been born that they do that to the baby? Yeah, I can't answer that, Kevin. I'm not that it crossed my mind, and I, I'm not sure. I can't answer that one way or the other. Either way, horrendous. Well, it really, it really doesn't matter at what point it is. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it it's just absolutely. I mean, my God, I I, I just, you know, uh, why are we even debating this? What kind of a society are we that we even have to debate whether it's okay to uh, cut off a baby's breathing supply? What, what kind of a people are we that, that we put a woman's, quote-unquote, right, right to choose above a baby's right to breathe? 
kind of a society are we that we put a woman's college schedule above a baby's right to breathe? I mean, my heavens, they, they, they say, well, it, it, it doesn't fit in with the woman's schedule, so she has to have the abortion because she, she has to complete her degree first. Well, if it doesn't fit in her schedule to have the baby, then it doesn't fit in her schedule to be sexually active. And then, of course, it's always the man's fault that, that she got pregnant. It's always all the man's fault. I, you know, I, I just absolutely, I've heard all of this stuff. I've heard it now for all my life. And I, 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 I just, I'm, I, I just can't believe it. I, I, I heard another instance where they crushed the brain of the baby. I've heard another instance where they had an abortion doctor who came clean, couldn't, couldn't do it anymore, and he was talking, he was on, he was on a, a talk show, a late-night talk show, and he said that the babies scream when they abort them, when they, when they crush the head with this instrument and the babies were screaming. My God, and it's all because it's not convenient for the mother to have the baby at that time. What? I, 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 I just, and then and they say, uh, what, Schumer saying all the other civilized nations of the world have abortion. Well, my God, what's civilized about that? What in the world is civilized about doing this sort of thing? You know, um, there is no stage in the whole birthing process. There is no stage, not even the embryonic stage or the fetal stage. There is no stage in the whole birthing process where the the baby doesn't resemble a human being. If you look at an embryo under a microscope, it looks like a human being. And there there is no there is no stage at which there are no human features. There are human features to every one of those stages, whether they be legs or buds or you know, stems or, or whatever, but there, there's something human about every one of these stages. And so at what point do you decide, well, this isn't human yet. Oh, all this has is lungs. Oh, all this one has is legs. Oh, all this one has is eyes. Oh, we can crush it now. Oh, it just has ears. My God, why are we playing God? Who in the right because of the woman's schedule? It's not convenient for her. My God, I, I just, I've had enough of this. I have just had enough of this. I've heard it all my life, and I've had enough of it. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Kevin. I, there's not a whole lot I can add to that, Kevin. I got your passion, uh, my friend, and, and thank you for being very honest and uh, letting us know uh, where, where you stand from the heart right there. And uh, yes, you're right. They basically, um, in, in one of the processes, suck the brain out with a large syringe in, in the soft spot. Uh, you're correct. And, and we know that uh, at, at least by, what, 15 weeks, I, I believe that we know the baby feels pain. And, and so, again, I, I think, Kevin, what you're expressing, I think, is what a lot of us feel. It's not about the politics. It, it's not about the public policy. It's just about basic human nature and whether we consider life to be precious or not. 
and when I hear, well, it's between, and I'm, I'm a, there are a few of you who are going to bristle at this. When I hear it's, well, it's between the woman and, and God, or the woman and her conscience. Well, no, it's between the woman and her conscience and God and the baby, and the baby has no choice. The baby has no choice, and it's often feeling that pain. And the baby has no say. And Kevin, I, 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 I'm not going to amplify anymore because I, I think you articulated quite well what many of us feel. And again, I, I think we need to love these women through the process as much as we love the babies. I, I believe that. And I don't have time to fit it in. I got a comment about a, uh, a congregation up in Yuba City that uh, we visited uh, when shortly after Advancing Vibrant Communities was founded. And I want to tell you what, what they were doing at least at the time, which is an exemplary, exemplary way to walk your talk. That's going to come up in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show. Thank you, Kevin. Here on Power Talk 1360 KFIB. Again, back in five minutes. Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. With the big news of the day, here's more of the Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we... And we've had some conversations today, have we not? Welcome again to the Mike Douglas Show. And so, so pleased and grateful that you join us 3 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. One of the highlights of my day, just so much enjoying the conversation with you. And uh, Kevin just providing us a, a, a from-the-heart honest expression of how he feels about the whole abortion issue. It is not some academic thesis. I just appreciated his from the heart, from the heart, very emotional, very honest reaction to all of this. And and, uh, Kevin, going back on that, and I have verified this with my nurse practitioner wife, I think I mentioned this, at 15 weeks, at 15 weeks, we know that the baby can feel pain. And we know that when the abortion tools are at work, that the baby moves away from the abortion instruments. So the baby is desperately trying to hang on to life. I think it's just that God-given fight or flight, but can't go anywhere, unfortunately, He's or she is contained and does its best, she or he or she, to move away from the abortion instrument and feels the pain of it. I don't know. In my worldview, eventually, I believe I stand before God to provide an account of my life. I wouldn't want to be one of those medical professionals that caused a baby at 15 weeks 
to try to get away from abortion instruments and then died at the hands of the doctor doing that. I, like Kevin said, I, it's, it's a mystery to me. I, I just don't get it. All right. Uh, if you have any other comments on that, I'm happy to hear from you. 209-551-3483. Uh, also, a, a reminder, we're also talking about the issues coming up. In November 2022, what do you think will the, be the major burner issues in the November 22, 2022 election? 209-551-3483. I wanted to provide a footnote uh, to uh, our, our discussion about abortion, and especially after uh, Kevin's very impassioned uh, plea there. When we first founded Advancing Vibrant Communities, there was a uh, congregation up in Yuba City that fascinated me. You talk about a congregation that walked its talk, uh, that was not hypocritical. Uh, and uh, at the time, uh, the associate pastor there, uh, his name was uh, Lou Benninger, and I don't know if Lou is still up there. I believe the name of the church was the Church of Glad Tidings, I believe in Yuba City, California. I had many uh, telephone conversations with Lou. We exchanged emails a lot, and I went up there and and actually interviewed him for a a show that that we had at that time uh, called Lighthouse Live with Advancing Vibrant Communities. And one of the things they did, this this is fantastic, fantastic. This is how you walk your talk. One of the things they did, they they paid for billboards up in that area. And I don't know what the exact wording was, but the, the message of that billboard was, if you're thinking about an abortion, let us raise your baby. We will guarantee that we will give your baby a good home. And they weren't just blowing smoke. They followed through. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? A congregation up there walked its talk. And and what a wonderful thing to do. It, it wasn't just, we're going to criticize you for thinking about an abortion, and we're not going to just demonize you for having an abortion. We want to encourage you to let that child live, and if you will agree to let that child live, we guarantee we will raise that child for you. And they had had people who fulfilled that promise. What do you think about that? You think that's a good way to walk your talk? 209-551-3483-209-551-3483. By the way, a little bit earlier on in the show, I was somewhat facetiously talking about vehicle violence and how we ought to treat vehicle violence the same way that we treat, quote-unquote, gun violence. Let's do some red flag laws on that since people are trying to kill each other using their vehicles, running them over and, and such. But anyway, related to that, uh, th- this I find amusing, and this, this has nothing to do with the uh, the depth of the problem there. It's just, it has to do with vehicles. Did you see this story about 
um, Ben Affleck and uh, his son, you know, he's married to Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck. They have a 10-year-old son. And apparently a 10-years-old, Ben Affleck, put his 10-year-old son behind the wheel of a yellow Lamborghini. Yeah. And his 10-year-old son apparently put the Lamborghini in reverse and hit a parked Beamer. (laughs) And apparently it was outside a luxury car dealership. And the the story here says, after the situation, mom and dad concluded no damage was done. And they were looking at purchasing a new luxury vehicle anyway at the time, apparently. Well, what, what about the other car? Maybe no damage done to their car. What about the other car? There's part of this story that's missing, as is often the case. But anyway, there you go. Ben Affleck having his 10-year-old son crashing a yellow Lamborghini into a BMW. You know, the the purview of the rich and famous, isn't it? What uh, we, we If we did that, we'd probably be hooked up and jailed for contributing to the delinquency of a minor or something. I, I don't... Uh, I don't know. Anyway, in, in, interesting story. By the way, we're we're talking about distractions. Did you know that uh, the California uh, Senate is considering a constitutional amendment? Here's another one that would formally prohibit slavery. Um, do do we still have slavery? I I thought we don't have that anymore. Well, apparently, ACA 3, that's uh, Assembly California Amendment 3, uh, at the time it was authored, it was authored by Assembly Member Sidney Kamliger, and is, who is now a senator. And basically, it would have removed language in the state constitution that allows involuntary servitude as a punishment for a crime. And if you remember a couple of days ago, as we were discussing uh, the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, we pointed out that there's a line there that uh, punishment for a crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted. Uh, and and it, it provides an exception there for involuntary servitude. Now, what they're referring to is prison inmates doing certain types of work such as, I would assume, maybe fighting fires or so. So what they're saying is that they want this constitutional amendment against slavery, against involuntary uh, servitude, to protect prisoners. So here we go again, protecting uh, prisoners. Uh, So I, I... why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Do you, do you feel this is needed? If you do, I would love to hear why. Seriously, if, if, if you feel this is a, a, a needed amendment to the California Constitution, I, I'd love to hear why. 209-551-3483, 209 
888-900-3393. By the way, one of our other callers earlier today uh, referenced, and, and, by the way, before I go there, one of our uh, one of our great listeners just messaged me a couple of minutes ago and said, just in quotes, it's the economy, stupid, as we were talking about issues coming up uh, in November 2022 and uh, how politicians and the media keep repeating things that get ingrained into people's minds. You remember that, right, back in 1992? James Carville, isn't he a character? How he and Mary Matlin survive as a married couple, it's just one of the mysteries of, of all time. But anyway, James Carville, quite a character, James Carville. But anyway, he at, at that point, if you remember, he was an aide to the Bill Clinton campaign when, he, when Clinton was running for uh, president. And James Carville, quote, uh, James Carville coined that particular quote. It's the economy, stupid. And it caught, it caught on fire. And it, 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 they repeated it so many times. It was very clever. And uh, Bill Clinton wound up uh, winning, didn't he? Because people were saying, yeah, we don't like the economy. We don't like what Bush is doing with this. And so it, it just goes to say that it is very important that we look at messaging and how we do our messaging. And is it always a quick uh, quip like that? I think that was probably a genius quip. It obviously did what it was supposed to do. But the question is, how, how are folks that believe in the rule of law and believe in telling the truth, how, how do we combat, how do we stand against spin and half-truths, which are really lies, and the fact that the mass media picks those up and promulgates them to the point where the mass population of America starts to believe it. Well, my thought is we start with our own spheres of influence and we calmly but pointedly and boldly stand upon what we know is true and we announce that. And we announce what's not true as well. I think that's that's what we do. It's a it's a grassroots thing that has to happen, and uh, I I think as as we look at what's happening around the nation, uh, I think people are starting to wake up. And I know some of you feel that there's no hope, but Axios is reporting that more than a million voters across 43 states have switched to the Republican Party over the past year. Well, 630,000 became Democrats. So the GOP got two-thirds of the nearly 1.7 million voters who changed parties within the past 12 months. Why do you think that is? Why do we see all of a sudden female candidates, Hispanic female candidates, who have values, Why do we see them starting to have traction? Because I believe people are starting to announce what's true and stand on it and not apologize for it and not be intimidated by the the opposition. Let's talk more about that in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show. Our phone number 209-551-3483-209-551-3483. Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. 
The Mike Douglas Show with you with the iHeartRadio app. Search 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Monday afternoon on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And one of the things we do is we always uh, we always encourage many points of view uh, from our callers. And let's get one now from Jenna from Sonora. Jenna, welcome to the show. And give us uh, what's on your mind and your perspective. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, I do believe in abortion up to six weeks, no more than 10. That's just my belief. I believe a woman knows when she's pregnant that she does have enough time before the 10 weeks, um, rape, incest, and um, a couple other points. No one asked about the man because the woman never came up pregnant by themselves. And also, a lot of these women act like there's no birth control. And my honest opinion is, in my 40 years, I've known some women, actually girls in high school, it was actually a good thing that they had an abortion. I know that sounds very bad. But in the end, it's really none of our business what a woman does with their body, because in the end, it's between her and her maker. I don't know. What what do you think? Yeah, I I would uh, I would come at it from a slightly different angle, Jenna. And by the way, thank you for calling in and and letting us know what your heart is on this. I come at it from a, a different angle, and that is and and it it comes from my worldview that life mm-hmm. is precious and it's divinely created, and to end life is a decision that needs to be very 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 well considered, and we have to search our souls before we do that. Uh, I think, uh, and and you you bring up an interest, by the way, let me go back. Two things I'd like, uh, because I'm curious about uh, where you're coming on this. Two two things. One, you mentioned uh, the man's involvement. Can you amplify your your point about the man's involvement? I think I'm going to agree with you there, but I wanted you to amplify on that a little bit. But the, the, what the in-depth is, these women act like they're the Virgin Mary and they came up pregnant by themselves. I mean, what about the, the men that they have been with? I have been with my boyfriend for many, many years, and I am responsible. I do take birth control. It is out there. It is available. I've gone to Planned Parenthood. Um the man has to say, the man has something to say because it's his child too. And I do agree on what you're saying. A, a child is very precious and they are, but sometimes some situations it's really best that a child did not come up in certain relationships. I, that's the reason why I'm saying is some situations it's, it was actually kind of a good thing. And I know that sounds horrible. I, no one asked about the man. Okay, so well, thank you for that. That that clarifies I'm, it. And and so you're, uh, are you saying that in the conversations about this, that what's missing is the man's involvement, his responsibility, and all of it? Am I am I catching you right on that? Yes. Okay. Yes, because he could take responsibility too, not just the woman, but there are things for men to use to not produce a child. 
Yeah, I I agree with you 100% on that. I it it takes two to and tango. And nobody yeah. talks about that. You you're right. Why why do you think that is? Jenna, why do you why do you think that's left out of the conversation so much? You know what? I honestly do not know. Some some men just don't want the responsibility. I have a niece. She's adopted and we love her. It's but the, the, her dad gave up all rights, gave up all rights as soon as she found out that she was pregnant. Now I got a beautiful niece who I love dearly, but nobody, nobody asked about the man. The woman did mm. not come up pregnant by herself. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jenna, we're, we're bumping up against the clock here. Let, let me also say, uh, you know, there is plan B. There, there are morning after yep. uh, pills, right? And I, yeah. the, the, I don't object to that outright. Uh, now, some will, uh, some will take me to task over that. Uh, but in in the grand uh, discussion, I I can see that. Jenna, I've got to run. Thanks so much for the call. Appreciate your perspective today. Thank you, friends, for listening. I'll see you tomorrow at 3 from 3 to 5 here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. See you tomorrow.